focusing on an emerging generation of kings. John 14. John 3.16. John 14. Let's take it now from verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So unbelievers cannot receive the Holy Spirit. They cannot they can't see him. They can't perceive him. They can't acknowledge him. The world cannot receive him because it neither sees him nor knows him. It has no perception of him. So when the word talks about seeing, you don't see the Holy Spirit either, but you see him. You experience him in your heart. There's a perception of his reality in your inner man. It says the world, they, they can't have that. They can have intuition. They can have conscience. They can have elements or ingredients of the soul that did not fall with fallen man but was compromised in its accuracy. So they are ingredients of perception that every man has. So in other words, there are people who are not born again but they will tell you that what that means is last weekend I it means that that thing that happened last week, I saw it in a dream. Now, we'd be like, but they're not spirit-filled. Yeah, because there are dimensions of man that can still interface with the supernatural without the active engagement of the Holy Spirit. This is the space in which mediums and witches and wizards operate because they're able to tap into certain elements by copulating with spirits, by engaging on due intimacy with fallen spirits. Right? But it's saying that the Holy Spirit is not just a knowledge giver. Like I mentioned the first service to translate that. He's a nature giver. So the unbeliever may know something that you know by the Holy Spirit. But they don't have the nature of God about it. What's the nature of God? Love, power, sound mind. So when the unbeliever sees that negativity, it never produces love or power. It produces what? Fear. Which is not the nature of God. Are you following this? So the Holy Spirit is not just a database administrator. Who creates an Excel sheet of the goings on of life and times. He is God who imparts the culture of God in the hosts, in the believer. He said the world cannot receive it because it neither sees him nor knows it. But you know him. Somebody say I know the Holy Ghost. Say louder, say, I am known by him and I know him. It's about you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. Verse 18, let's read verse 18 together. I will not leave you orphans. I will say it again. Verse 19. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I leave. You will leave also. At that day you will know that I am in my father. And you in me. And I in you. 
He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest himself to me. Somebody say amen. amen. Good measure. Let's go real quick to John chapter 16, two chapters after that. Sound guys, if you can really help us with that ring, I'm sure even angels will be excited. Can you hear the hum? Maybe somebody wants to buy a homer, so he's trying to leverage this as a prophetic sound. <laughs> John 16 from verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled you. Nevertheless, to tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. <laughs> Look at somebody, say you can't see Jesus physically. And that is not a disadvantage. Oh my, can I talk? How many of you have... Maybe you found your friend or you went to this camp meeting where a powerful man of God was ministering or somebody was caught up in the spirit and they're telling you about, ah, an angel appeared to me three months ago. Have you seen that before? Jesus showed up to me. I was in Japan or I was in wherever and Jesus showed up to me. And somehow you just developed this slight spiritual envy. Oh, come on, somebody. Huh? Say, ah, spiritual low self-esteem, S-L-E-S. Sless, because you're feeling less, but you put the S at the end in front. Sless. Oh, come on, number slow. As an L-E-S-S, but spiritual low self-esteem. Okay, S-L-S-E, Slessy. Because you felt... Like, ah, uh, me too, I want to see angel. Has anybody thought about it? Look at what the word says. Media, tell us what the word says. John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. What Jesus is saying, my absence, my physical absence is your advantage. So you have no disadvantage by not seeing an angel. Oh Lord, some of you are still not getting it. It is no disadvantage you have not seen Jesus. Let me show it to you. Olushaya, please come. Olushaya is standing here. Is standing here. This is Jesus. Jesus is with me all the time. All the time. I close my eyes. Jesus next thing is not there. Don't be there now. I wasn't like. But Jesus told me he's still there. But I can't see him physically. That means I'm seeing him. How do I see him now? How do I see by the spirit or, and by faith? So which one requires more faith? The acknowledgement of the physical presence of Jesus or the acknowledgement of his presence even though he's physically invisible? The latter. Which one pleases God more? You having not seen him yet believe him. 
So every time you haven't seen Jesus seen an angel, seen a sign, seen a wonder, and you still believe God, you are operating at a higher level of faith that somebody who's saying, the reason I don't sin again is that Jesus appeared to me personally. Well, Jesus did not appear to me personally, but I'm serving him. I'm loving him. I'm giving, are you hearing what I'm saying? So never feel inferior. Oh, I did, I mean, I've never seen any spiritual encounter. If you encounter the spirit by the word, that's a spiritual encounter. Because many times when people are craving these encounters, since the devil knows that's what you're looking for, he will transform himself into an angel of light and speak to you in the name of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, many will come to me and say, we've done many mighty works in your name. So you, I don't know you. Who you be? Look at your neighbor, say it's to your advantage. That he goes. And I said, now what's going to happen? The helper, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, what will he do? He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Now, what is that speaking about? He is speaking about the disposition of God. Towards sin, righteousness, and judgment will be revealed to you by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is going to bring God's mind into manifestation concerning sin. How God sees sin. Concerning righteousness and concerning judgment. Let me have those three, three friends. Uh, Father, Son, Spirit. The other Son. The Father. Father, 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 Spirit, Son. John 1, we read it. John 1, 18. No man has seen God at any time. Who said that? Who said that? It's like people on this side are having their quiet time this morning. John 1, who said that? <laughs> this is where they say, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people writing their master life exams this, <laughs> this afternoon? <laughs> no one has seen God at any time. Who's saying that? <laughs> okay. John. John, John, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten, only begotten son, who is where? Who is where? Has made him known. Has made him known. Hallelujah. The engagement was broken. The ring is done. That's great. Okay? Now, this is the Father. No one has seen the Father. No one. No one has seen the Father at any time. But the Son has declared the Father. Now, where was the Son at this time? It's not a trick question. You know what? Even if you get it wrong, I will correct. 
Do you understand? So relax. Because some people are doing that. See, ah, this is the rapture question. This is the deal. <laughs> like, like once I don't get this one, they will ask me. Angels just cancel me. Calm down. Just, just say something, right? Where was this? Where was he? All right, beautiful. That's good enough. I'm not saying he's on number three, Ox Street, Jerusalem Avenue, Galilee Crescent. On earth is fine. But it said the father is where? Sorry, the son is also where? In the bosom of the father. So whilst he was on earth, where was he as well? In the bosom of the father. How can that be possible? How can somebody be in Nigeria and be in Japan? How many of you have attended the Zoom meeting where there are people from different countries? You were hosting the meeting where? Lagos, Nigeria. They were in New Zealand. Were they with you or not? How were they with you? Technology. So the Holy Spirit is the technology of the Godhead. It's the one who gets us on board with God in his Zoom. Are you getting it? He's in the bosom of the Father. He's on earth. The Spirit is with the Father and with the Son. Why? Because no matter where Carmine or Renel go, do their son him go with them or not? Does my DNA go with them or not? Are you following that? So distance does not dissolve DNA. Jesus did not become less of a God because he came to the earth. Just like the sheep, the lost sheep did not become a goat by straying away from the fold. The Bible does not say the shepherd went to go and look for the goats and then converted him to a sheep because it had lost his sheep, sheepness. Sheeple. Sheeplity. Sheeplism. Sheepism sheep. Are you following this now? So without going to Jerusalem, your faith in Christ is complete. So you, you must do pilgrimage. You, ah, you have not done pilgrimage. The Bible says I'm a pilgrim. I'm traveling through the earth. I'm a pilgrim in this age. My pilgrimage is complete. Of course, if you can afford it, right, do that. But you know there's some religions, if you haven't been to their religious site, your reward is not complete. Christianity, faith in Christ is not of that order. Do you know why? Because for many of those people, you have to travel to their gods. For us, our God came to us. Do you get this now? So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. But what is it going to do? Have everlasting life. So let's look at about three scenarios so we can see the distinction between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and then we'll get into the intent of the Spirit and why a walk with the Holy Spirit, your walk with the Holy Spirit defines the outcome of your life. 
right? Now, what defines outcome of your life, please understand this, is not your potential. What determines the outcome of your life is not even your local church or your pastor or your mentor. Why? Because Peter and Judas had the same teacher. You ask Peter, who's your pastor? Jesus. You ask Judas, who's your pastor? So not everybody who's around you is with you. Let me give you an example. You're hosting a Zoom meeting in your house. Somebody in New Zealand, South Africa, is on the Zoom meeting, right? Somebody in your house, the next room or the next floor, is not on the Zoom meeting. Who's with you? The person in New Zealand. This is the reason some of your closest friends don't live on the same street as you. So the fact that you're the first in the church building does not mean you're not the last in God's will. table is very deep, Abby. You joke. So look at that. We're going to look at three things. Let's look at the birth. The virgin birth. The three and one are one. Jesus said, he that sent me as son of the father, I and the father are one. So the three are one. The Holy Spirit, the father, is he God or not? The son, is he God or not? The Holy Spirit, oops, I'm so sorry. Is it God or not? All right. Is the Holy Spirit the Father? Personality-wise, is it the Father? Is the Son the Father? Do you thought me like, hey? Let me let me try to use an example. So let's look at this. When you have a line, if you draw a line, I wish I had a notice board, chalkboard. If you have a line, you draw one line, right? That's how many dimensions? One dimension. If you extend the line and you draw a square, is that one dimension or two dimension? It's two dimension. Now that two dimension, does it include one dimension? Is it limited to one dimension? But it's a, the one dimension a part of it. If you remove any one of those lines, does the square remain the same? Can you still call it the square? So God is not limited. When I say God, the, the fullness of the Godhead is not limited. It's fully represented in. But it's not limited to the fleshly manifestation of Jesus. Nonetheless, if you remove the physical manifestation of Jesus... The Godhead is not complete. Are you following? Now let's take it higher. If you are to extend another line from the square and draw a cube, that's how many dimensions? Three dimensions. Now how many of you think that three dimensions are the highest level of dimensions in the world? Do you believe there's 4D? Do you believe there's 5D? Do you believe there are other Ds that man's mind cannot conceive? Do you believe there are dimensions in which matter can be superimposed through matter? Do you believe the dimensions in which solids can travel through fluids and vice versa? Let me show you from our text. And then I'll give you some examples. John chapter 14. Where he says, I and the Father are one. Somebody say, I understand it. Say, Holy Spirit, I walk in your understanding. 
John chapter 14, verse 20. At that day you will know that I am in my Father. So if we were to look at all of them, if they were the same height, the same, just behind, the same height, if they were the same height and the same size and the same weight, and you are looking, will you see three or one? One. Because they're, because they're always, because they're always in sync, in perfect synchronicity, in perfect unison. In other words, there is no argument. So when God was going to make man, he said, let us make man. And there's no record that the son said, ah, objection, objection. No, 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 no. We have to debate this matter. My Lord, may I? May I, my Lord? <laughs> my Lord, if I... There was, there was no contention when Jesus comes into the earth so the body that has prepared me to do your will, O oh God, the Holy Spirit is saying, ah, no, 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 I cannot take it. So me, I will not be seen. I also have to show myself. I must be known. There's no argument. This is the reason it is practically impossible to have a healthy marriage without understanding divinity. Marriage is not separate from the Godhead. Marriage exists for God to see the pleasure of his own unity amongst his own children. And the consequent reproduction of wholesome lives as a result of that unity. This is the reason there is nothing like I will find God by myself. Because even God is a community. The moment you saw I, the first time you saw I in the Bible. I will now ascend. I will now. I will now. It was the devil. That's why the very first thing Jesus said you must kill when you want to follow me is I. Let him deny the I himself. Let him deny. So I have to deal with that I. Otherwise, whatever else I give you, you will use it for I. I give you anointing, use anointing for I. I give you fame, you use fame for I. I give you money, you use money for I. I give you eye pencil, use eye pencil for To draw. <laughs> to draw yeah. I, my name is. <laughs> Are we saying this? So God is a community. That's why I said, you dwell in me. How can Jesus say in my father's house, there are many mansions. He's saying that God is a space. God is not space, but he has spaces in him. He's that God prepared a place for you, right? There are many rooms, many dynasties, many expressions, many spaces, many places in me. Are you following this? So, the Father and the Son, they're one. Son, Spirit, one. No argument. So, let's look at the first thing, the, the birth, the virgin birth. Isaiah 9 verse 6, we started looking at that earlier, said unto us, a child is born. Right? A child is born. 
Then a son is given. Who gives the son? Is the son God or not? Is the son God? Right. Elizabeth was still together. Come on, let's celebrate Elizabeth this morning. Elizabeth is in the hoodie at the back. She's been watching online for months. I think she's your friend. Online for months and she said, in our words, she said, oh, she actually tweeted before I said, but she invite people at the end of the service. She says, tweeted and said, listen to Pastor Dami, life is even much better than following him online because they've been following online. So I, I felt really blessed by that. And she said she had made up her mind to stay for second service. For unto us a child is born. No worry, I'm still going to preach if God leads me in that direction, but you must understand it. Unto us a son is given, so the son is God. The son is given by who? The father. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called what? Wonderful and mighty God, everlasting father, and so is the child the son. Is the Son the Father? Is the Father the Holy Spirit? So in the birth, the virgin birth, the Father said, I want fellowship. I want children after my kind. However, it is illegal for spirits to roam free on the earth without a body. So there has to be a body. How do we create this body? This body cannot just be anybody because the eyes of God are too pure to be all iniquity. So instead of watch this, instead of watch this, us going into another body that has been contaminated by sin, we have to prepare a different body. The bodies contaminated by sin, how were they made? This is a body, another illustration, this is a body contaminated by sin. Body contaminated by sin. God wants to come into the world, but he can't come into any body that has been made by the seed of Adam because it's contaminated by what? By and he that is controlled by sin is a slave of? So God cannot become enslaved by sin because if you feel... <laughs> now, what's, what's, what's worse than being a bad leader is being a bad leader that has all power. Because if sin had dominion over Jesus, then sin would have had all power for all time. That's why Jesus could not bow to the devil. It was more than bread and fish. It was a game of thrones. Oh, you're not getting what I'm saying right about now. You think devil sent thunderstones to bread? No, he was saying step outside the divine plan. What does that mean? It's that all things you have created and for your pleasure, they were created. So when God made that stone a stone, it was from the eternal counsel of God. Now this stone, it gives me pleasure as it is stone. You don't understand. The reason you ate certain things and it got stuck in your throat is that you were trying to turn the stone of a business relationship into the bread of a romantic one. Oh my word, you're not hearing what I'm saying right about now. That's why he choke. 
because what gives God pleasure is what he said it to be. So when the devil was telling Jesus, turn the stones to bread, it was not about hunger. It's about telling him that your hunger is bigger than a divine pleasure. This is the reason you have to be very careful what you force. Because the believer was born to flow, not to force. But watch this now. Mr. Hammond, it's good to see you. This body is contaminated by flesh. So, LT, how was this flesh made in the first place? Men and women copulated. They produced this. How was the first man made? From the dust of the earth. And God formed it. How did God form it? Don't forget, God cannot be seen. <laughs> so, how did God, because God had to mold, Abby. Because the Bible does not say God just spoke. It said God formed. So God, the invisible spirit, took on the form of the word. It was the hands of the word that molded the body of Adam. In the beginning was the word. Proverbs 8 calls him the wisdom of God. He said, by me, he stretched forth. What do you stretch with a hand? Who's the hand of God? Jesus. Why? The government shall be upon his shoulder. In other words, Jesus is the form of God. He's the form, he's the similitude, he's the fashion, he's the frame of God. That's why he has a shoulder. That's why he's, look at my hands, his feet, we walk in his steps. God doesn't have steps except his steps through Jesus. You can't see him, you can't trace him. Where would you, that's why I said to David, where is my house? What food will you give me? You don't know where I am. I'm in front of you, I'm behind you, I'm to your right, I'm to your left. I am so expansive, I'm so explosive, I can appear as fire I can appear as wind I'm in a cloud so for you to relate with me and not lose your mind I have to downstep myself and put myself in a code that can make sense to your ability have you seen matrix before or inception there are so many plots and twists that you're even lost in the story you don't know who's who and what is what well if man can conceive it God is bigger than it because said now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly far above all we can ask God thing God is so big he's so strong he's so mighty he is the Malakabaya he's not Union Bank but it can be in union with him it's not first bank but it's the first and the last he's not Zenith Bank but he's the Zenith of all things he's not GTB but he's your guarantee he's your trust he will never steal your money come on somebody he is not access bank but he can gives you access by the blood of the lamb he is great he's more than diamonds are you hearing and he can always guarantee your alert. He is God and besides him there is no author. So watch what he did. By the word, Abby, I formed the original man and encoded in that man seeds for other men. So since I did that, let me sidestep every other man in the process and sidestep Mort. The word I used to form man in the beginning, I become a form. See sense. Somebody say God has sense. He became. The word became flesh. Help me. John chapter 1. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I feel the power of God. When you understand this, you will understand, I believe it was Peter that said, why are you amazed that God is able to raise the dead? 
is an understanding, otherwise to be a mythological projection in your mind. Your body, when it turns to dust, if Jesus doesn't come whilst you're breathing in this body, you'll be like, Shibi, everybody will come dust. That form he had, eh? This body is just a material manifestation of a form. God has the architectural blueprints of every sinew, every uh, cartilage in your body. And no matter where it dissolves or what buildings they've built over that thing, it says that Christ, when he appears with the blast of an archangel, you're going to see everybody who believes. Why? Believing is the geotagging technology of heaven. Ooh. You know what your tagging is? That any device that carries that thing can be called upon, can come back to life, can be lit up with one button in Palo Alto, California, or wherever they are in Australia or New Zealand or whatever. He said that when he appears, we know that we shall be like him. Why? It is the word that quickens by the spirit. So watch this. The word will become flesh. But since we're not forming now, how will that word become flesh? That word that will become flesh will be carried by what? From the father into the womb. Who's going to carry it? The spirit. Why? Give me my scripture. Counselor. Why? He has counsel. What's counsel? Intelligence for effective navigation. That's what counsel is. So he's the Google Maps of God. So the spirit knew exactly where Mary was. And by the release of the word, the angel in charge of communication, <laughs> Gabriel, was summoned. Because if you think 007 is smart, how about 777? Talking about the seven spirits of God, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and understanding, the spirit of fear, and, and the, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So the Father, God above us, the Son, God with us, the Spirit, God in us. Look at somebody say, I'm surrounded by God. I'm wedged in by God. I'm contained by God. I'm locked in by God. Do you know what it means? If it feels like I'm under, God is above me, I can look up to him. If it feels like I'm against the wall, Jesus is beside me, I can say, hey, if it feels like I can't feel anything, the life of God on the inside of me is able to bring me out of all hell seems to be throwing my way is somebody hearing what I'm saying somebody open up your mouth and pray in the spirit for just a few moments let's work a little bit watch this the father dispatches the, the message, the Christ. Now, for you to carry a substance, you have to be made of the same substance or a superior substance. Do you see? Plastic cannot carry fire. The substance has to be superior. Now, nobody is superior to God. But the spirit and the word are one. John chapter 6 verse 6 to 3. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are. So the Holy Spirit takes the word from the Father. That word 
is communicated by an angel. It was not an angel that impregnated Mary. It was communicated by an angel. And said, behold, hail Mary, sir. I am very sorry if you're watching this love. There was actually something there. I just need to explain. Now, what's going on? So, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Watch this. Hail Mary. Full of grace. If you feel you don't need grace, even your Savior was imparted by grace. The greatest project was carried out by grace. He never said, ah, Mary, so experienced. Ah, we've been watching your CV from the realm of the spirits. You are the woman for the job. We don't know why it was Mary. We're not sure why it was Mary. Someone said she was a virgin. Well, she had to be a virgin because of the assignment. Not because if you are this virgin, God doesn't love you. But I can tell you what, there were many other virgins. Why didn't God go to Virgin Maria? Moriamo, Moria to Moriale. He went to Mary. All of a sudden, come on somebody. Say, hell, Mary, I've come to greet you. Because somehow, in eternity's past. We already knew you were going to be born around this time and the seed of God had your name on it. He said full of grace. The Lord is with you and blessed are you amongst women. He said you shall carry it just how shall these things be? He said the spirit of God shall and we begin to see part of the administrative capacities of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit comes with superior light to overshadow any other kind of light you've been seeing things in light of. It's amazing that light can overshadow. Pastor used to say to me, you have to slow down sometimes because you get it so fast and not many people get it as fast as you do. So that's why sometimes I pause for people to catch up because sometimes people heard it but they didn't get it. Overshadow. So the spirit, boom. Are you following this? The father creates the agenda. Creation. The son is the embodiment of the agenda. The Holy Spirit is the executor of the agenda. They work in perfect tandem. No friction, no tension, no competition. And it's not just for the new birth. Because the new birth, father in creation, son, redemption, the spirit of God comes into your regeneration. It's not just the new birth. In baptism we see that the word was coming out of the water. Are you seeing that? The word is coming out of the water. And the father said, this is my beloved son. You know, I'm well pleased. And what happened? The Holy Spirit descended upon him. Are you seeing that? At the end of the age, at the end of his physical assignment, when Jesus spoke to the disciples, said, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, son, and the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't just talking about water. It was talking about immersing them in the identity of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? We know that because there was baptism before Jesus showed up on the scene. Are you following this? So he couldn't have just been saying, 
put them in water. If you put them in water, also put them in the understanding that they are being married just like my wife is baptized in the Oluwato Imbo name. So wherever she's going, she walks with the consciousness of the name. Are you following? The believer who has not been immersed in the Holy Spirit can name the name of the Lord but not manifest the nature of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit is not just for signs, it's for the nature. And when you have sign and nature, you have signature. Identity, the stamp, approval. That's why the moment God said, this is my beloved son, the Holy Spirit said, you can stamp on it. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Because it comes with fire. And if it needs to, he will burn a boy. So that a, so that a man can rise. <laughs> can rise twice as tall. Not just the giant of Africa. A giant in your generation. I'm looking at what to edit. So, what are some of the things? <laughs> Lord, help me now. Somebody say, Lord, help him now. I cannot finish the message, so whether I do a midweek teaching or I continue next week, think about it. Is this helping somebody? So God is like the sun, S-U-N. Psalm 84 verse 11 says, Lord is the sun and the shield. He will give grace and glory. Nothing good will withhold from them that love him. The Lord is a sun and a shield. He will give grace and glory. Grace is made manifest through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of grace as it's called the spirit of truth and called the spirit of glory. But Jesus is full of grace and truth. And the spirit administers the glory of God or the essence, the nature of God. Are you following this? So the Lord is a sun and a shield. Now how many of you can look directly at the sun. Like directly at the sun. Can you look directly at the sun? That's the sun. But when you say, oh, the sun is out, what do you mean? What do you mean? The light. Or you can feel the heat. Now, can you have the sun without light or heat? Even if you're not seeing the light or the heat, the sun has it. So the sun cannot exist without the light or the heat, right? The heat is what does the energy. So solar energy is not, it's not the light that is converted to energy. It's the heat. Enthalpy. Exothermic reactions. Okay. Someone say, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, if you want to boil something under the sun, is it the light that is boiling it or the heat? Can the heat come without the light? Directly. So the Father is like, no illustration about the Trinity is going to be perfect. There will always be holes. But try to understand why. It's not in three dimensions. In our dimension, human beings are one-one. One man, one personality, one. Which one is three persons? I one person. But there's a dimension of intelligence that superintends this. Of course, there has to be when you see the complexity of what they've created. 
Are you getting? Some of you are running just two aspects of life and you're already feeling overwhelmed. Receive grace in the name of Jesus. So you're just a daughter and a person. And those two last song, you're about to faint. But grace is multiplied unto you. So look at LT. She's a daughter. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a leader. She's a pastor. She's a counselor. She's an author. She's a speaker. She is one person. She's a beauty. Pardon? She drips glory. A glory dripper. Are you seeing this now? So just think about the complexity. Because, okay, can you imagine that we're inside this place now? There's a service going on in Auckland, New Zealand. Sounds like I wish I was there. <laughs> There's an underground church in Beijing, China. The time factors are very different. Yeah. Eh? The time orientation. So when somebody says, by this time tomorrow, you will receive XYZ. Is it New Zealand time, Auckland time, Hawaii time? In the intelligence of God, God knows all time, every time. Nothing is missing. Are you getting it? <laughs> Are you following this? Has this happened to you before? It's happened to me before. You wanted to wake up at a certain time. And then you set the alarm. Maybe you set the alarm. Uh, let's say you set the alarm. 11.55. In your mind, it was 11.55 p.m. You did not realize that you had reset the clock to the 24-hour clock. So what you wanted to do was 23.55. Not 11.55. And you slept through your appointment. Do you know what happened? Because you are limited and you had no intelligence to recalibrate the device. When God sets the alarm for 11.55, it is 11.55 it means. God doesn't go, ah, Jesus was supposed to have been born. Says, ah, Jesus, no, but oh yeah, hurry, hurry. You just, you know, format everybody's mind. So they don't believe that. They don't understand that times and ages have passed. No, sir. He has everything in perfect sequence, in perfect rhythm, in perfect order. So if you feel you're behind time, you might actually be believing a lie. Because in the intelligence of God, there is a recalibration mechanism. Paul said at the fullness of time, the God who separated me from my mother's womb. Are you seeing this now? You joke. Some say I understand it. Why am I saying 2033 on my Bible? Are we seeing this? I need to close. So what does the Holy Spirit do? I wish I had time to tell you all. Don't go there yet. So, so who is the light? Who's like the light? The Father is like the Son. Who's like the light? Jesus the Son. So he says, I am the light of the world. And when John the beloved, the revelator, sees him at the, uh, on the island of Patmos in the revelation, he said, I saw him and he looked like burning bronze, like the light of the sun. 
Because in luminosity, Jesus, even though he has a form, he's full of light. Because it pleased God for the fullness of the Godhead to dwell in him. Watch this. Just as you cannot see the physical sun without sunlight, you cannot see the Father without the S-O-N light. You see the sun in the light of the sun. You see the Father in the light of Christ. Oh, my mama. The Holy Spirit is like the heat. He brings the heat. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? He brings the heat. He brings the fire. When you're musing on the word and there's fire burning, know that fire that's burning your heart. That's the Holy Ghost being stirred up. When you're in a meeting like this and there's a sensation, there's a physical movement in your body, goose pimples. I feel, I feel some goose things around me right now. They try to use the anointing or to interpret as the anointing, not as the Holy Spirit, causing vibrations in your consciousness that then affects your body. This is the reason you should believe that by power of the Holy Spirit, organs can be regenerated. How will it be regenerated? There is a certain vibration and frequency. Oh, yeah. Lord, you know lights and sounds, they work with vibrations and frequencies. How many of you know that lights can penetrate, can burn your clothes? Lights. If the concentration and the frequency is intense, this is the reason for consecration and separation and fasting and dedication. We compound and compress the energies of God into a code where it is strong enough and penetrative enough to be able to push the sun that you are seeing that is actually causing the, the plants to grow can also start a fire. Have you gone to the deserts before or read about the deserts? That there are desert fires that sometimes when the wind is and the shingles of sand come together there's an ignition which means there is a state that makes the power available accessible somebody say we're getting there let me tell you the days are going to come where somebody will come in a wheelchair and we're not even ministering healing yet but the person will just say preach it pastor and not know when it gets out of the wheelchair I tell you no lie when we meditate on this thing and it becomes real to us like hunger is real to you when we dwell on this thing and it becomes real to you like the last heartbreak was to you when you meditate that's why the Bible says give yourselves holy it says that your profiting may appear unto all. Look for two people tell them by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Not by power. Not by might. Not by power. Not by might. But by my spirit. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout yes. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, he said, how God the Father anointed the Son, Jesus of Nazareth, with what? Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good. So when Jesus said to them, tarry, don't, don't run, tarry, wait in the upper room. Somebody say anointing. Say anointing. 
So the oil flows the same way the Holy Ghost can flow. Water flows. The Holy Ghost can flow. Oil can cause fire to burn. The Holy Ghost can cause your passion for the Spirit of God to burn. So there was nobody that poured oil on Jesus. God poured spirit on him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Maybe I'll see better than Martini. He put not whiskey, but spirit on him. How many of you know that when you have spirit in the bottle and you throw spirit inside fire, fire burns brighter. Are you aware that when you bring spirit on the wound, you pour spirit on the wound, it burns it, but it also heals it. The Holy Ghost is the heat of God. He brings closure to bleeding points. He brings closure. Just the same way spirit can close up the wounds and the mess, the Holy Ghost comes into an issue that has lasted for seven years and 13 years and all of a sudden it is healed. I proclaim by the mercy of God. I proclaim by the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Wherever there are wounds in your life, wherever there are gashes in your life, wherever there are pains in your life, wherever there are hurts in your life, wherever there's brokenness in your life, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. I minister to every broken heart. I minister to every hurt heart. I minister to every hurt heart. Be healed now by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. So the intent of the Holy Spirit is to take off the Father and embody, manifest, materialize, reflect on the earth. Now are we the sons of God. He does not yet appear what shall be like, but we know that when shall be like him, shall be when he appears, shall be like him. The Holy Spirit allows us to see the Son. And there are many, many things the Holy Spirit does. We're most likely going to have a, a midweek a streaming thing, maybe next week Sunday. But let me just mention four. I cannot teach them, but let me mention four. Acts, A-C-T-S. Every other thing that I'll mention later falls under one of those four categories. The first thing is that the Holy Spirit activates. What does it do? He activates my spirit. Romans 8 verse 10. Give it to me real quick. Romans 8 verse 10. The Holy Spirit activates. Romans. Hey. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. The mortality of the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. What's righteousness? The nature of God imparted through the word of God and administered by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Just the same way the incarnation took place. That's the way believers are born. Same way. God speaks, but instead of an angel speaking now, a messenger called a pastor or preacher, evangelist, announces what God is saying. The spirit takes that word, makes it make sense. Are you seeing that? No one comes to the father except by me. God draws through Jesus the word, right? If you give me this in TPT, you see what it says. It says... Now Christ leaves his life where? You know, we have to dwell on this. Meditate. This is not something you cram and go and la cram la po. Christ leaves his life in me. 
how can they say my kidney is not working? Christ lives his life for me. How can I say I cannot stop watching porn? Christ lives his life for me. How can I claim I can't forgive someone who hurt me 13 years ago? Christ lives his life in me. How can I say the failure I had three years is the definition of my life? Christ lives his life in me. How can I say my tongue is too sharp? I cannot control myself. So Christ lives his life where? And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, what happens? His life-given spirits are yabakubas. I love something A.Y. said during his testimony. He said, God has not run out of breath. Let me say that louder for, for those at the back. When we say God has not run out of breath, let me understand, let me tell you something. What God gave to man, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, that God formed man out of the dust of the earth and God breathed into him the breath of lives. The Ruach, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. But watch this. God was not breathing the breath that was making him live. Because God does not need breath to live. Breath is something God created to put a little bit of life. He needed a container. Breath doesn't sustain God. That's why I said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Because the Lord, you're praising with your breath. He doesn't need breath to be sustained. He can wipe out a whole age and say, we're starting again. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying right about now? He's bigger than your fears and your doubts and your cares. He's bigger than your pain and your shame. And this grace is bigger. And when you breathe into man and said, receive the breath of life, what he's saying is that Christ leaves his breath, his life in you. TBT, thank you, media. TBT. See what it says? Even in your body, even though you have the effects of sin and all of that. Not this one. Romans 8, verse 10. The spirit imparts life. That's what it says. The spirit imparts life into you. Why? Why does it do that? Why does it do that? The moment God said, Nami born this one, this is not my picking. The spirit, boom, stamped it. Are you seeing that? Seals it. You see all of this in Ephesians 1. It says, In whom you have redemption, forgiveness of sins. And then it said, It's the guarantee of the purchased possession. In whom you were sealed until the day of full redemption. I'll teach this better because I'm running out of time. But it activates your spirit. Pardon? Oh, Ephesians, thank you so much. I already touched on that. Number two, take, take me home. Take the message home, not me. <laughs> it's a clue. Number two, I can't, I can't even teach it. Cultivate. Number one, he activates. Number two, he cultivates. Similarly, what does it mean to cultivate? I'll teach it next week or maybe in the midweek. He cultures. The root word for cultivate is culture or cult. Agriculture is to cultivate agro. (laughs) 
What does it mean to culture? Break up, refine, redefine, augment, enhance, improve. Bring out of it what was there that the body could see. Put into what is needed. The Holy Spirit comes. God is the investor. In manner of speaking. Jesus pays the price for the land. But how many of you know you can buy land but there's omanile contention on it? You can buy land and weeds are growing there. So there are many believers, they are bought by Christ. They are God's plot of land. But the kind of weed that they are still smoking. Why? Because buying the land does not change the state of the land. Cultivating the land causes the land to look like the one who paid for it. The Holy Spirit is the one who does that work. He now gets down. You know, the investor of the land, he may never touch the land. But the cultivator, he's going to come into the land, he'll cut through, he'll remove some things, he'll dig in, he'll break some things out. That's why I said as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. So God cultivers, cultivates cultures. The land. And you know, depending on what you want to use the land for, the price might be different. So for some people, God is not dealing with them too much because Nagbado, you won't plant. Of course, anything God wants to do is good. I'm just talking about the essence. But some of you wants to build skyscrapers and story buildings. So that's why I will not take nonsense from you. You'll fast longer, you'll focus on the word more. Not fast to get approval, but fast that your spirit should be sensitive to what he has already done. Higher standards. Some of you have, God will call you, keep calling you to higher, higher, higher. When I God, but this person is doing that. How many of you know that you can be an investor, you buy one land to build a house, you build another one to plant maize, you, build, you uh, buy another one to have a field or vacation spot. Are you seeing this? Number three, T, acts. Number three, transforms. So number one, he activates my spirit. Number two, he cultivates my heart. My heart is the land, is the field. Jesus said that. Number three, he transforms my mind. And number four, he saturates and seals, or seals and saturates my life. Acts. It's interesting, the book of Acts called the Acts of the Apostles, but they're actually the Acts of the Holy Ghost through the Apostles. What does God require? Yieldedness, faith, surrender. Yieldedness, faith, surrender. Yieldedness, faith, surrender. Yieldedness, faith, surrender. what the Holy Ghost does. We have to close. So, the Father never closed. Give me Ephesians 2 verse 7. Ephesians 2 7. The Father is not seen. What does that even begin to tell you? Being seen all the time does not mean you are the Father. <laughs> to Father a movement or father a, a dimension, you know you're actually in the foundation. Because yeah. if you are the one that led it or opened that door, you are the base. You're not at the top. 
Why? Because generations come after you that will just be now using that thing as if they've always known it. Not knowing you are the person that bled for it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So look at the moves of God in Nigeria. Some of you know Pi Elton. Many people don't even know Pi Elton right now. Say, Pa what? Pa, Papa. I know Papas. I know Papa Wemba. I know Elton John. He was the man, the missionary, who used to gather young preachers. Bible study. I can't remember. Was it Friday or? Pardon? In Elisha. Friday. And many of the ministries that are frontline ministries are 30, 40 years old now were raised, they were discipled through the ministry of that man. Your life is not your own. It's not the line of a song, it's fact. If your life is your own, tell me how it started, how your father met your mother. Tell me, and tell me the day you take your last breath. You don't know. Except God reveals it. The Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. And I believe that for many believers, God, I believe that if you ask or fill them out or communicate, if your friendship game is strong, I can tell you. I believe for many, maybe not all. Ephesians 2 verse 7. So the father is not sin. The father called, him, called people to himself by his spirit and the oldest men they released with him. They could not see him. The closest person, Moses, saw the feet of God outlined rough. Couldn't really see. So in the first dispensation of God's dealings with man, see what happened. Focus, focus. God was dealing with them. But in quotes, God was too much for them. <laughs> to send the Holy Spirit, just pick one person, boom. Deal with that person. The person will be a very weird person. Yeah. Very, very weird. Yes. Just be crying like Jeremiah. Crying. Ah, 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 But the reason they knew that God was with him was the things he said would happen. Or one will go and marry prostitutes. The other one will go and, you know, all those very weird things. So he said, let me, he became a son. And then when the son left, he said, the Holy Spirit is going to cultivate. Why? He buys, he invests, he pays the price. He turns what is bought into what he has in mind. There's a picture God has in mind. Just like when you buy fabric, you have a design in mind. And no matter what your tailor does to spoil it, if you really, what I ordered, this is what I got. If you really want that, you go buy fabric and you'll make it. And that's why the potter, the pot, the clay was mad in the hands of the potter. He didn't throw it away, so we're going to fix this. We're going to work on this. Now, Ephesians 2 verse 7. No, 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 give me, give me NKJV. Let me show you some 6 and 7. Ephesians 2. 6. So many of us know verse 6. Raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We know that. And you know, when we see this, right, we're excited. Is he excited? Covenant, you're not talking to me today. Is he excited? <laughs> seated. See, this is what we do. I'm seated. Baby guy. 
This is the height. I think this is the height. This is the height. Don't block. I mean, block the lights, but not my glory. All right, thank you, sir. Made us sit together. Watch this. In heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. So, as Jesus is seated now, you are inside him. Seated. Are you following? Hope, are you getting this? You possibly have questions. Ask me, I'm your guy. In heavenly places, okay? Verse 7. Verse 7. And that's in the what? So this age is not the final age. You're getting it. See, Shia's mouth. Shia's like, this is not the final age. In the age, see, a world and life without the Holy Spirit will treat everything as, as if it ends here. They will kill people to get things here. They will manipulate scheme. Those are lives that are blind, spiritually. They can't see beyond their bank accounts and their bellies and their Bentleys and their cars and Instagram likes. Foolish lives. So there's an age. They are not just an age. Ages. What is it doing? He might do what? Show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. Let's speak English. Give me TPT. Oops, my time. Throughout the coming ages, we will be. Throughout the ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was. So the reason he exalted you to sit here is to get you back to what he intended in the original case. So that you have enough altitude to see how far reaching his goodness is. It's like you go into Dubai and you go to the Burj Khalifa or the Eiffel Tower and then you pay a ticket and it takes you all the way to the top so that now you have a bird eye view to be able to see how glorious Paris is. Is somebody following? Or how glorious Dubai is? The reason you are seated in heavenly places is not a theological expression. It is a position that gives you the advantage to see things as God sees, to know things as God knows and that everything that God has is showered with his goodness there is not one ill will negative intention or any miscalculated agenda in the calendar of God if you can sit in this place and look down you will see oh that is the estate of goodness that is the street of mercy that is the pathway of joy that is the landmine to avoid are you understanding what I'm saying that is why the Bible says we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. He's not trying to hype you. He's trying to tell you what he originally had in mind. The ages, the ages, the ages. Give me amplified. The ages, the ages. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through clearly so you can see. Because this kind of nature where people are bickering. You have more followers than me. I've not married that. 
Your view is obstructed. Come and sit where I am. And see the showers. How many of you know that rain does not look the same when you're on the earth and when you're from above? If you're above, what you see is not raindrops. What you see is bodies of water falling. At the highest levels of the cloud. It's like a body of water. It comes down as droplets because as it travels through air, it's splintered into drops. So when you're on earth, what you're seeing is rain. When you're still with Christ, you see a flood of mercy. It's a flood of goodness. It's a flood of joy. It's a flood of faith. God is pouring and pouring and pouring mercy and pouring joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I feel the glory of God all over this place. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, so-passing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, in his kindness and goodness of heart. So from his heart, God is not for minutes. So all I've ever wanted to do is to do you good. All. All. So even when it feels like my hand is strong on you or I'm seemingly restricting you or keeping you in a place, it's all good. It is what it is. And guess what? He said it's so good that one age is not long enough for me to show you. Gotta close. Somebody just give him praise right where you are. Raise your hand and give him praise right where you are. Samalehu Sabaradakatash. Receive the mercy, receive the grace of God. Say, so Lord, I receive. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Lord, I receive your grace. Lord, I receive your grace. I'm grateful for your grace. You know, I taught you some weeks ago, the response to grace is thanksgiving. Caris, gracias, grace, caris. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him men might be saved. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. This is a good place for so many amazing songs we could sing, but we have to close. So, Father, we give you praise for the outpourings of grace. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Our hearts will forever sing. Our hearts will forever rejoice. Our hearts will forever rejoice. Our hearts will forever rejoice. Thank you, Father. We operate from the place where we're seated in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Lives are changed, lives are changed. We're washed over wave after wave after wave. Your glory is here. Thank you, Jesus.
Father, we thank you. This grows in us. This grows in us. We increase in this revelation. We increase in this, we increase in this knowledge and capacity. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Come on, somebody, can you just... generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.